Hello and welcome to Apples and Oranges, uh, where we compare what the world believes to what the Bible teaches us. I'm your host, uh, Pastor Jason Cardenosa from Alive Again Alliance Church uh, in Toms River, New Jersey, and now in New Egypt, New Jersey. We just launched uh, a new campus location, um, Jackson, New Egypt area um, out here. And with me um, is my co-host. I'm Ashley Duffner. I'm a mom and a student of the Bible. And before we get into our topic for today, we're going to go into our moment of hope. Woo -woo. Um, What's our moment of hope today, Ashley? Uh, our moment of hope comes out of Massachusetts. And it is about a police officer who saved a an infant baby from choking. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so this story was actually on Fox News. Um, par the parents of the infant brought the infant to a police department. Yeah. And the officer's name was Ryan Porter. Ryan Porter. Shout yes. out. And this was at around like 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yep. He was actually a CPR instructor who gave the baby uh, some back blows and was able to get the lodge out of his throat. Oh my goodness. Yep, and then it allowed the infant to breathe again. So he saved the baby. How awesome is that? I yes. mean, officer, the police officers, they go, they do so much for the community. You know, they go, they go so far and beyond uh, the call of duty. Uh, and and this, this officer, Porter, uh, should be commended and, and not only this officer, but all of the officers uh, that are on the front lines, uh, and even those that that are in the back and supporting uh, the police officers, mm -hmm. they they just uh, they keep the peace. I know. So but to speak. actually, this is a funny story. So before we even get into our topic, I hope I'm gonna laugh. You are gonna laugh. Maybe you won't laugh. Okay. But, um, so actually, me and Jake were just telling Jason about a story of my dogs attacking oh a groundhog, and I was freaking out. I'm screaming. Jake was on the phone with me. He wasn't there. Yeah. And so all he heard was me screaming, stop it, don't kill it, like freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? Right. So anyway, I realized where I got this um, habit of freaking out about things. Like my oh. mom yesterday was mowing the lawn. Okay. And she should have been using a weed whacker for this certain area, but anyway, she decided to use the lawnmower and drive over rocks right oh near the gosh. pool. So That's a rock not... shot out. No bueno. <laughs> from under the lawnmower and hit the pool. Oh my god. Put a hole in it. Like a bullet. Yes, and she started screaming, freaking out. I thought, like when I heard the noise, I thought she ran over one of the dogs. Yeah. And she killed the dog, and she's freaking out. And I'm like, Mom, it's just a, it's just a hole in the pool. It's okay. So then I put a patch on it, and I saved the pool. But I just bring that up because, like, this police officer yep. just has to be such, like, really good at being, like, calm and, like, doing what he can to save people. And so sometimes I wish I had that quality. So I'm just like, that's great that he's able to do that. Yeah. And every police officer, I'm sure, is great under pressure, but... I know, it's it's fascinating, the training that police officers go through, the situations, the scenarios, uh, they you know, because you, they never know when they go in 
uh, what they're going to face. What's going to happen, yeah. You know, you, you think that you're going to pull somebody over for speeding uh, or maybe they've got a tail light out. Mm -hmm. and, and you never know when you walk up to that door the reaction you're going to get from the individual. And yeah. so, you know, I just just commend the, the officers, the, even those that are in armed forces the, that keep America safe. Uh, you know, our, our Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, um, and, and the local police department. So, yep. um, shout out to you. Woo -woo. Yep. There you my go. My mom will never be police officer. You're, did, you're lucky, your mom's lucky that that hole didn't quickly expand and, like, just collapse the whole pool. Yeah, I know. Like, if it, like, would have just... Tour right yeah, off. Yeah, it made like a huge. Tour. It didn't. It didn't. So, no, she was she was like freaking out, and I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. what happened? And then she's like, the pool, and she like couldn't even talk. I'm like, mom, it's just a pool. It's okay. Well, yeah, but I, I'll tell you, in this hell hell like heat we're going through I right know. now, it's not just the pool. Yeah, uh, she loves the pool, but she does, huh? Yep. Well, that's excellent. That's our <laughs> moment of hope for today. Um, again, the moment of hope, the inspiration behind it is is hopefully uh, when we share these, it, it just reminds you that uh, the world isn't all um, doom and gloom, uh, that uh, God brings his light in certain uh, times and perspectives, and, and it's all around us. The question is, are, are your eyes open to see it? Are your ears open to hear it? So thanks, Ashley, for bringing the moment of hope, and, and now we want to we want to transition into um, the conversation for today. Um, and, and for those that are listening, the conversation uh, that we're going to have today is really around prophets and prophecies. Mm -hmm. Prophets and prophecies. Now, Ashley, I don't know if you can do your cutting magic with the editing of the video, but maybe you could put that on the front end so that it attracts listeners to continue to listen and not tune us out. Okay. All right. So, and, and you know, there was a moment in time, I don't know... I don't know when you were born, Ashley, and we're not going to say it on air so nobody knows your age, um, but uh, I graduated high school in 1997, and two years after that, uh, 1999, um, it was a very interesting uh, time uh, for me. I was alive. You were alive. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll give you that. Woo -woo. Ashley was alive in 1999. And for those that are listening, that um, that maybe can go back in time for a brief moment. So um, we're we're midway through the year in 1999, and all of a sudden there are, there are these um, these prophecies. The, there are these words that are spoken because the world didn't know what was going to happen uh, when the clock rang zero, uh, and uh, we were going to usher in the year 2000. There were, there were, you know, if you were, if you were a programmer, a computer programmer, if you, if you spent any time with computers, you were freaking out because you didn't know uh, if your code was, was going to accept all the zeros. Uh, and so the, the world thought that computers were going to crash. Uh, as a result, they thought that the economy was going to crash. Uh, then we talk about the spiritual. Uh, many, many um, prophets came out and, and they proclaimed the year of the Lord. God was going to come back. Jesus was going to come back in 2000 because uh, it was estimated 2,000 years after the birth of Jesus. Huh. So there was a lot going on uh, between 1999 and the very, very early hours 
of 2000. And so uh, we want to talk a little bit about prophets um, and prophecies. Yeah. Uh, but before I dive too deep into this topic, I, I just want to hear a little bit about what you know about prophecies, Ashley, or prophets. What do you know? What do you think? What are your opinions? What are your experiences? Um, so the only really, I guess, experience I have with prophecy is um, it's actually super similar to the year 2000 was in uh, 2012. Everybody said the world was going to end. Oh. And this was, um, I don't know where it came from. I think it was like a Mayan thing. Like the calendars like ended yep. in 2012. So yep. there was like no more after that. So I guess everyone just assumed the end of the world. So I was in high school. This was my first year of high school actually when 2012 was coming. And so New Year's, I remember everybody like counting down and then like, Oh, yep. the world was going to end, and it never did. It kept going. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all the only experience I've had with, like, prophecy. I haven't heard anything about, like, I haven't heard people prophesize about Jesus, I guess. Maybe, like, people on the boardwalk. Does that count? What? Like, talking about Jesus? Well, I would say no. That That is more the evangelistic who's on the boardwalk. Speaking of him. Shouting and saying, yeah. listen, repent. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the world is going to come to an end, and so you need to believe and put your yeah. trust in Jesus. Yeah, I've never heard like someone tell me when Jesus is going to come back or anything like that. Yeah, well, I, I would say that the I remember the Mayan, um, the Mayan proclamation, and, and really the, I, the thought was that the, the Mayan calendar um, ended in 2012. Um, yeah. And so that's why they, they, they couldn't understand, well, if the Mayan calendar ended... Uh, the world must be ending because why wouldn't they continue, continue on? Continue the calendar, yeah. Um, and uh, and so there there's also some folklore behind that. And, and uh, mm -hmm. um, if you're if you're connected to Mayan history um, at all, uh, there was some some beliefs there. Yeah. Um, and so so that's your personal experience. Do you have any insight as to what you think the world believes? So I I think that the world might approach prophecy like like what we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about astrology and physics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they want to have like some type of hope into what the future might be. Uh, so yep. I'm sure many, many people like Christians and non-Christians hear someone say they have a prophecy and, and they want to believe it, I guess. Um, yeah. So what is prophecy according to the Bible? Because like I said, there's like people that stand on the boardwalk and then there's people who will predict like Jesus coming back. So what exactly does the Bible say about prophecy? Yeah, so um, prophecy is spoken all throughout uh, both the New and the Old Testament. Um, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, there you'll find um, what we call the major prophets in the Bible, in the mm -hmm. Old Testament. Uh, and the classification is uh, minor prophets. Uh, so you've got major prophets and you've got minor prophets. Prophets uh, such as Isaiah, Jeremiah, the book of Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. Um, then you've got Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Those are, those are your... The different prophets. Yeah, there, there's quite a few um, prophets um, found throughout. And, and then 
uh, and then you've got um, Jesus uh, in the New Testament who talks about uh, prophetic times, the end times, in the uh -huh. book of Matthew and other places. And so if you want to know um, uh, that the, the Old Testament has primarily the, the, the majority of the prophets. Uh -huh. the, the prophet brings the message from God to the people of Israel in order to bring them back into relationship with God. I, I think it was a number of podcasts ago we talked about God wants to be in relationship mm -hmm. with you, with I, with those that are listening on Spotify uh, and those that are watching um, in uh, or on YouTube. It's all about relationship. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationship. First Peter, uh, I'm sorry, Second Peter 1.21 says, No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they carried along, uh, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so God uh, was constantly trying to bring his people back into right relationship with him, and he used the prophets to deliver this message. All throughout the Old Testament, you hear... Uh, about God bringing his people into relationship. The people stay in relationship with God for a period of time, uh -huh. whether it's a generation, whether it's short of a generation, or it could have gone, the relationship could have gone a few generations. Uh -huh. And then uh, the, the story goes that God's people go back. Uh, they fall out of relationship with him. They, uh, they start um, their own idols. Uh, they start their own beliefs. Uh, and they rely on themselves rather than on God. And so when that occurs, God usually sends a prophet to give them a word. Uh -huh. And so, so really, um, the, the whole, uh, the, the bigger, the bigger um, view of the prophet is to bring people back into relationship with, with God. Now, I just want to go off script for a moment because we live in America. And uh, America, um, it, it is a, it's a lot about um, commercialism. Um, there's, there's a lot of marketing that goes into our daily lives. Uh, when the television, I, I think that it's pretty interesting that when TV was invented, uh, the shows that were put on TV, uh, the, the word that they used was programs. Yes. Because television is a method and a means to program our way of thinking. It's very interesting. Um, and so why do I bring that up? I bring that up because there is a misrepresentation and a misunderstanding of the prophetic. And Hollywood has, they play a big role in that. Oh, in that. That's interesting. Um, and, and so we, you know, is it, is it exciting? Is it, uh, yeah, these things definitely grab our attention, but we miss the point uh, that when the true prophet comes, um, it's not about the ooh and the ah. It's not about, it, it, it is about the vision, but it's more about the relation, bringing us back into relationship with God. Um, so the other big thing that the prophets prophesied about was the coming of the Messiah. All of those Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Zephaniah, Amos, all, all Obadiah, all of them. They, they had a prophetic message that pointed to the Messiah, to Jesus Christ, and Him crucified. Um, there were over 350 prophecies uh, that were fulfilled by the coming of Jesus. That's 
just think about that. Yeah. Three hundred and fifty. That is a lot. It's a lot, and there and there are there are some prophecies that are out there that have still uh, yet to be fulfilled, that will be fulfilled mm -hmm. one day. That's a pretty profound statement. Hundreds of years before he was even born, the prophets wrote down prophecies about him. Wow. Hundreds of years before. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, and, and so it, it's, it just speaks to the whole of the Bible. Um, and it speaks to the relationship that God wants us to have with him. Okay, so you said mostly like the, the Old Testament was prophets, right? Yeah. Yeah, mo mo mostly, mostly Old Testament. There, there. You know, Book of Daniel. I, I, you know, the, the Book of Daniel has is big prophet. Isaiah, Jer again, all is of those. That, is that? Okay, but they're so not I'm the little, only ones. But I'm a little confused though. So, like, that's because they prophesied about Jesus. That's because they had a message uh -huh. for the current people. Okay. And they had a message for the coming Messiah. Okay. They had both. So, okay. uh, the the so um, in in Isaiah. Uh, chapter 52 you know that is that is a chapter that talks about uh, the Messiah mm -hmm. what the Messiah would endure mm -hmm. um, there are other scriptures that point to where the Messiah would be born mm -hmm. but then there are other scriptures that point uh, to uh, the book of Nehemiah uh, you know they, they, they point to Israel's uh, and and God's chosen children mm -hmm. um, falling away from relationship with them and then they the god tells them outright through the prophet listen you better get in line mm -hmm. if you don't get in line and if you don't get in right relationship with me bad things are going to happen and so here here you know they they sometimes they heed the warning and other times they don't and and usually when they don't you got you got kings like king nebuchadnezzar a babylonian king who comes in and who takes who takes them captive mm -hmm. pulls them out of the promised land and brings them to his home, to his land. Mm -hmm. So, so the prophet, um, the prophet gave the the people of the day mm -hmm. the word, and then the prophet also spoke of the coming Messiah. Okay. 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 So that happened a long time ago, and yeah. it was a way for God to talk to His people. Correct. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, what is the other part of prophecy? Well, the other part of prophecy is the here and the now, okay. right? So, so our God is not a is not a silent God. Mm -hmm. um, our God speaks to us uh, today, still through the prophets. Um, there, there are certain again. It's all it's all a matter of how you read and interpret Scripture. Uh, but we believe mm -hmm. that uh, that the gifts of the Spirit, which one of them is prophecy, are active and alive today and the reason we believe that is because you can't dismiss certain scriptures like you can't you can't read acts chapter 2 verse 17 through 18 which says this and in the last days it shall be god declares that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and my female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit and they 
shall prophesy. And so you can't you can't take that scripture and say it doesn't apply. Yeah. If you if you do, I would really like to have a conversation and hear your logic mm-hmm. as to how you 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 take the words in the end days mm-hmm. and how you justify that we are not living in in the end days or before the end days. Yeah. Because the Bible says in, in Acts, New Testament, which is, is for us today, it's applicable, the Old and the New Testament, the whole of the Bible is for us. And so, so you can't take that scripture and just carve it out. Yeah. You have to explain it. Uh-huh. You have to justify it. So the Bible tells us that God's people will prophesy. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. You can read more about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, There are gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, prophecy, Mm -hmm. um, uh, speaking in tongues, um, healing. These are all gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I'm going to take, I'm going to put a little modern take on this, something that we can all probably relate to, and say, so there are prophets, right? And, um... They're, they're supposed to be Christians, right? And they claim different things. Yep. Like, um, President Trump is going to win the election oh. in 2020, the 2020, right? Yeah, right, when he was going against current President Joe Biden. Yeah. So, yes. like, they're all like, he's going to win. He's on Jesus' side or whatever they believe, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't actually happen. Yeah. So, like, so who are we supposed to believe that claim to be Christians and prophesy? Yeah, so it's a great question, and, and it's, a, it's a question of caution, uh, because this, in, there, this is a famous uh, prophetic individual mm-hmm. who came out and made this prophecy. He's actually um, the, the claimed prophet who prophesied Donald Trump's first oh. election win. I didn't even know it was a, a prophet thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was a claimed prophet, and uh, and he prophesied that President Trump would would win. Uh, I think it was the 2016 election. Yeah. Um, and so he had this belief that he had another prophecy, mm-hmm. and he claimed, and his prophecy was that President Trump would win again. Yeah. Now some now now the word I'm going to get into there are some biblical principles that. Um, that we need to apply. Yeah. But I do want to say this. Again, this is a little off script, so you can cut it if it doesn't work, or you can keep it, whatever you think. Um, one of the challenges with the prophet is ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and remembering to stay humble. Yeah. And so when a prophet prophesies and it comes true, it feeds possibly their yeah. ego. And so the individual who prophesied, I forget his name, you know, we can, we can put it in the comments uh, below, um, who had this prophecy. When he had this second prophecy, um, at least when he originally presented it, uh-huh. uh, he said, uh, I had another prophecy that President Trump was, was going to win a second term. Uh-huh. Now, see, that would have been fine yeah. had he left it at that. But then after that, he said... It's, it must be the 2020 election. Uh-huh. 
And that's where I believe he stepped into ego yeah. and not prophecy. Because of his original prophecy was that Trump will win a second term. Yeah. He wasn't given a date. Yeah. And, and so I question now whether he stepped out of, um, out of his calling and into his humanity. Mm -hmm. And when the prophet does that, he is dis he's disregarded. Um, and no longer is he to be accepted as a prophet. Yeah. So, but there are biblical truths. So we're, we're, we are told in the Bible to test the spirit. Mm -hmm. We have minds and we can think and reason. We don't have to just blindly follow. And I encourage our listeners and our watchers not to blindly follow. Yeah. Please. Um, and so here's just a quick, uh, so crosswalk.com. Uh, gives really a, a really good summary of how to tell if someone's a prophet. And so we read first here, the first requirement is that they received the gift of prophecy from the Holy Spirit. Again, that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28 through 29, and also in Ephesians 4.11. Notice how we're vetting this also all through the Bible. Yeah. Uh, we're not... We're not making conjecture, and we're, we're not leaving it for the world to determine where we got that from. Mm -hmm. We're pointing to specific places in the Bible where individuals can go read that for themselves, and they can, they can work out what we're saying. Yeah. Sometimes this is a permanent gift, and sometimes this is a temporary, situational, specific gift. That's what makes this prophetic gift one of caution. Not of fear, not of doubt, of caution, mm -hmm. okay? Then uh, the second point that I want to point out is they'll always agree with Scripture or what God has previously spoken. Yeah. The Bible is written, the Bible is final, and there should be no adding to it or taking away from it. You can find that in Revelation chapter 22. Mm -hmm. And so the, the prophet should not speak anything contrary to the Bible, and the prophet should not add to the Holy Scriptures. Mm -hmm. And we can, you can also find a little bit more about that in 1 Kings chapter 13. The prophet must, uh, when they prophesy, it needs to be 100% true. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of the prophecy, 100% true. To the letter, every dot, every T needs to be crossed in order for it to be considered from God. And again, backed up by Scripture, first uh, in Jeremiah 28:29. The pro uh, the prophetic words should be confirmed. So when somebody comes into your sanctuary, or when somebody comes up to you uh, and says, "I have a prophetic word for you, Ashley." Mm -hmm. um, you can allow them to speak it. Okay, let me hear what you have to say. Yeah. They share the prophecy with you. Mm -hmm. Then one of the things that you should do is say, well, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Come and share that prophecy with me and with my elders mm -hmm. or my spiritual covering, my pastor, my priest. Um, come and share that. Mm -hmm. um, and if the prophet says no... That should be a warning flag to you. Yeah. Should definitely be a warning sign to you. 
Um, and also, the pastors, if, the, if, if somebody comes into the sanctuary and they speak a word of prophecy, the pastors should also confirm. They should be in prayer for that word. Yeah. They should write it down. Um, and, and they should be asking God for wisdom and guidance around the prophecy. The prophet will be living or try to live according to God's word. Again, it just it shouldn't be somebody off the street, you know, that that is, you know, if they're not living the word of God uh -huh. or if they're not trying to live the word of God, you should throw up a red flag. Yeah. Um well, I, and I think I shared this one already. They'll they'll speak truth in humility. Um the, again, you you uh, the the true prophet doesn't prophesy in a form of ego. Yeah. Um, they, they don't, you know, for attention or gain in right. any way. Right. As a matter of fact, if you, if you watch closely the prophets in the Bible, when you're reading them, mm -hmm. a lot of them, a lot of them didn't want to share. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, you know, Jonah ran. Jonah ran from giving his word. Um, and, and he was consumed, uh, by the whale and he lived in the belly of the whale. Um, and, and so they, they just took this posture like, God, why would you give me this word? Yeah. Uh, and, and I really don't want to share it. Um, but the prophet, I was telling your husband, Jake, this earlier. Um, usually when the prophet doesn't give the word, God will continue after the prophet in such a way that draws him to give to the give word. It, yeah. um, He's like, I told you to do this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yell at you until you do. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, right. Um, and then, and then the last um, is they they announce sins before promises of blessing. Huh. It's very interesting to, to when you read of the when you read of the prophets in the Old Testament, and when you listen to Jesus, he always confronts sin before blessing. Yeah. Always. And so, if the prof the prophet comes and and all of a sudden you're hearing about the blessings you're going to receive. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's also a, a red flag or an orange flag to be cautious. Yeah. Um, because the prophet will always draw out the sin, and when you when you yield when you lay down the sin, uh -huh. then comes the blessing. Yeah, they give you the bad news first, right? And that's a biblical. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do. Um, and you can read that in Lamentations chapter two, thirteen b and fourteen. So. Um, also, which is very interesting when, when you're talking to a prophet or you're listening to a prophet, they oftentimes offend many people. Yeah. Um, a lot of times what the prophet has to say uh, goes against the grain uh -huh. of what society wants to hear or needs to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and they're oftentimes cast out um, because people generally don't want the truth. I mean, listen, if you, read, if you read the New Testament, if you read the book of James, uh, it's a very, very difficult book for the believer. Yeah. Uh, because it goes against the grain of how the believer lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they want it, they, they, they oftentimes have, have trouble confronting the truth of who they are or who the organization or the overall um, body of the church is. Mm -hmm. um, one of the main reasons why the Pharisees and Sadducees crucified Jesus. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't face truth. Mm -hmm. They want to hear that good things will happen to them uh, or that they're living right. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 9 through 11. Yeah. 
And then uh, the, the other point I just want to point out is they won't predict new truth about end time scripture. Or, or again, I'll just reiterate it. They will not contradict the Bible. Uh, Revelations 22, 18. So I think somehow we can categorize those in the comment section below for everybody who's listening. So when, when somebody comes and, and they say that, hey, I'm a prophet of God. I've got a word. I've got a message. Yeah. Uh, these are some, some uh, vetting um, tools that you can use to really, like, like if they contradict the Bible... It's an immediate thank you, go about your way. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I was talking to your husband, and, and um, in the Old Testament, one of the reasons um, they, didn't want, they didn't want to give their word uh -huh. was because if every aspect of the prophecy didn't come true, yeah. 100%. I, I kind of got in on the end of this. They were stoned. Yeah. They, they, were, they were stoned to death. Oh my goodness, like that guy about Trump, he would be... He would have been, if he was living Old Testament times, he would have been stoned. He would, he would have been stoned um, because that's how serious um, God's message is yeah. and, and God, again, it's all about relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you're leading, if you're leading God's chosen, uh -huh. his children away... Watch out because he wants relationship and anything that gets in the way of his relationship with you mm -hmm. is a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. That's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> so I can understand why Jonah ran. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't want to talk to the people of Nineveh. Yeah. Um, they were living. I mean, Jonah had a message for them. It was one of, of uh, salvation. And he didn't think the people of Nineveh were going were gonna to change their ways. Yeah. And so he ran because he, he, one of his thoughts was he thought the, the prophecy wasn't going to come true. And he thought he was going to be stoned. Wow. So, yeah. Well, how you're saying, like, people that do prophesy, they offend, like, many people. And you see that not only, like, just, like, from prophet, but from the whole, like, I mean, I experience it as being, like, a Christian. Like, when I talk to somebody and I'm, like, not, like, in a judgmental way or, like, saying this is the right way, they, like they like don't want to accept it because the way they live you yeah. know what i mean yeah like i'll be like oh you're going to do that why don't you come do this with me and they're like no blah blah, blah. I don't, they'll like make an excuse like they don't have time for it because they rather do what they're doing you yeah. know what i mean yeah so i can see how that's true <laughs> yeah it definitely is people people uh, people want the good they they don't want the the contrasting truth yeah you know even though if you if you hear the word spoken in humility and love, uh -huh. and you accept it, yeah. the results are eternal life. Yeah. And and you know while everything that you know we believe in the Bible says that everything on this earth is is going to pass away. Yeah, it's actually funny. On the drive here, I was thinking to myself, um, like about some people, and I was like. I think that it's pretty crazy how, like, people, not saying that, like, I don't know, I was thinking about, like, how different people believe and stuff like that, yep. and, like, it's okay to have your own different beliefs and this and that, and I'm losing my train of thought, what was I going to say, oh, like, I feel like people that don't believe in God and stuff like that, like, I wonder what they think, like, do they think that what they're doing and, and, like, the world's 
like just being this place is like that's the only thing yeah. you know what i mean like there's nothing deeper than that well yeah i mean i guess it would all I depend it's a totally different conversation it, 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 it is it's a totally different conversation but. and and it's also the person you're sitting in front of so if you look at you know and again we're gonna we're gonna find a way to get him on the show frank yeah uh while while he says he believes the bible yeah he believes it from a different perspective yeah. and a different viewpoint uh-huh. um and and so again you know like he thinks god is an alien yeah and you know while you may think that uh-huh. um it doesn't it, it's his opinion yeah. um but it and he believes in an in, in an everlasting life and an eternal life yeah the hard part about that conversation is if you don't follow the principles of the Bible, yeah. then you don't you don't achieve everlasting life. If you don't if you don't put your your life, if you don't ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and take over and then live your life every moment thereafter for Christ, uh-huh. you don't you don't get the rewards. Yeah. And so some people have these beliefs about um, about Buddha. Uh, about Muhammad, yeah. um, they they have. Uh, some people believe that there is nothing, yeah. and that uh, this this is it. And when when you die, uh, you go back and you play a part in the circle of life. Yeah, you like, go back into the earth. Like YOLO, you yeah. know, they just do whatever on earth because they think it's the only thing, you know. Right, they think it's the, the only thing. Now. And and if you're if you're uh, if you believe in the incarnation, then then you you. You know, you're striving for goodness in this world so that when you pass away and you're, when you come back to this world, you come back as a higher being and, yeah. um, and, and, and status and influence. So there are all these different beliefs out there um, that, that people have. And, and so um, that is definitely a different topic yeah. to talk about. I totally went off there on the... No, on that's the okay. <laughs> we're going to write that down as another... Um, we're, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna write that down as another podcast for a future date. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah definitely. The, the differences between the Bible and Jesus Christ's message, and the difference between Buddhas yeah. or or um, Muhammad's. Yeah, that uh, would be interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, just to get back on topic a little bit, so there's a process for testing out a prophet, then, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we shouldn't just believe it because someone says it's from God, right? I would ask that you don't. Um, many people have, and uh, and you know, um, n- n- bad things have come about. Yeah. You know, so right. So because the person uh, could be a false prophet, they could interpret the prophecy incorrectly, uh-huh. or or they could have had a one-time prophecy, but not the permanent gifting. But keep trying to work in that gifting again it goes into that ego yeah they're like oh i want that back yeah yeah yes. it draws into me me yeah, me yeah. and it becomes me having these prophecies and not god giving them yeah so yeah so you want to be very cautious okay but my other question is that oh. like so we know the bible's complete right why do we need prophets today then if the bible is finished and complete yeah it's um it's a very good question. Some Christians um, believe uh, that there is no need for prophecies today because the Bible is complete. Yeah. Uh, they believe that everything we need is in the Bible, and, and, and I'm not saying it's not scripturally. Everything we do need is found in the Bible, and that the gifts of the Spirit no longer operate today. But as I read to you already from the book of Acts, mm-hmm. God says he'll give his people prophecies. 
So I can't discount that. Yeah. I can't carve that scripture out of the book of Acts. I can't dismiss it. Uh -huh. um, I, I, it has to be it has to be explained. The New Testament writer said we'll receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. And so I can't say uh, there won't be special teachings, uh, the, the gifts of tongues, words of wisdom, or prophecy. These prophecies, though, are different from what we, do, what we would expect in the Old Testament. We can see them pop up in churches to correct and edify the congregation, as described in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. Sometimes, and these can be accompanied with words of wisdom, prophecies are for individual people that God wants to speak to. And for whatever reason, he uses a fellow Christian to speak it. So, when we're given a prophecy, what should we do? Well, search out Scripture. See if it aligns with Scripture, first of all. Um, it shouldn't contradict the Bible. It shouldn't add to the Bible. Pray about it. Definitely, um, definitely pray about it. Pray for guidance. Pray for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit to confirm it for you. Mm -hmm. um, I would say also take it to your elders. Yeah. Take it to um, to those that um, that have had experiences in their walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, two times. I have received prophecy, a prophetic word. Oh, that was my next question. Oh, okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done with this one. So um, I would say, um, I would say, take it to those that have experienced prophetic words. Let them hear it. Uh huh. And if you brought it to me, or if you brought it to one of the other pastors, you know, one of the common responses you'll get is, "Let's pray about it." Yeah. Let's ask the Holy Spirit for guidance for direction, for confirmation. The other, uh, the other thing that I would remind you to do um, is write it down. Yeah. Write it down. You told me that before, I think. Yeah, because, because what happens is when, when we're given a prophetic word or we receive a prophetic word to give to somebody else, uh -huh. if we don't write it down, uh, we can often expand on it. Uh -huh. We can enhance it. Yeah. Um, we can get in the way. Yeah, like when you have a dream and you're trying to tell somebody about it, and then like you're saying things that maybe didn't happen, but yeah. they wanted them to, or yeah, or so, you think they might have. And we never, you know, we never want to influence yeah. a prophetic word that is to be given to somebody else. Yeah, or you'll get stoned. Right. Well, I don't know about getting stoned. <laughs> um, I, maybe I not today. I believe you, you should. You should be, but um, <laughs> but uh, I'm joking. Uh, but uh, that, but really, the, the seriousness of influencing somebody else's life because of a yeah, prophetic that's... word, if you don't bring that cautiously, if you don't bring it humbly, mm -hmm. if you don't bring it through all uh, through love, if you bring it with ego, um, or if you try to uh, influence it in any way, yeah. I, I would say be cautious yeah. because you're on the wrong side of God there. Yeah, that's, that's a really hard spot to be in. Yeah, so let me just summarize those again. If, if you're given a word of prophecy... Or if you feel you're going to give a word of prophecy, align it, check it with Scripture. Yeah. Check it with Scripture. Write it down. Um, pray about it. Uh, ask for uh, wisdom. Ask for guidance. Ask for confirmation. The Holy Spirit will bring these things. Mm -hmm. Don't don't be uh, also for patience. Don't be so quick uh, to give it. Ask ask for guidance, for wisdom, for confirmation, and then patiently wait. Patiently wait. Write it down. 
uh, write it down so this way you don't influence it in any way and then bring it to bring it to those that um, that have been walking the Christian life for some time whether it's a pastor an elder a priest um, and 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 share it with them mm -hmm. um, because they're gonna pray about it and they're gonna try to help you with its interpretation okay that's good information so you just told me that two people prophesied, prophesied to you right yes did it come true um, yes. Really? Uh, it did come true. Um, I, I would say the most, I'll, I'll just share the most recent one, um, was, uh, it was actually for the church that I am, um, I'm currently attending. Um, it, it was formerly Sunrise Community, uh, church, uh, in Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, and I received a word, um, uh, or, or an assignment, uh, to go. Um, I, I was attending another church in uh, in southern New Jersey, and um, I felt like God said that I needed to go. I needed to talk to the, the senior pastor, Pastor Bill Meyer, mm -hmm. um, and I needed to let him know that um, in the in the upcoming uh, in an upcoming time, he was going to need help. Mm -hmm. um, he was going to need help. I told him I didn't know uh, what the help was. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know when he would need help. Um, I just told him that I, I was brought there uh, because eventually he was going to need help. Mm -hmm. uh, two years later, um, so, so I, I uprooted my family, um, me, Serena, and at the time it was only Aiden. Um, we, we, we left our church and we went to uh, Sunrise. And I told him, I said, I'm just going to sit in the sanctuary. I'm, you know, I'm going to come every Sunday. Uh, you know, going to pray, going to worship um, until we learn a little bit more about what God is trying to do here. And so that's what we did. We, Serena and I, we didn't get involved in ministries at the time. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't get involved um, in the church, you know, elder board or anything like that. We just attended a live uh, or sunrise. Um, and then two years after that, uh, I think it was two years. It might have been a little bit longer. Um, that's when part of the assignment started. Uh, Hurricane Sandy hit mm -hmm. in uh, in October, uh, and um, his church, uh, Sunrise, uh, was meeting in a school, and we couldn't meet in the school anymore because it was turned the the uh, the Red Cross turned it into a shelter, yeah. and so uh, the congregation was uh, it was dwindling, uh, and uh, Pastor Bill just had it on his heart to help the community. And uh, the elder board um, at the time, they, they didn't have the same passion. Oh. Uh, and so he went through a really hard season of talking, talking to very dear brothers that he loved that were close to him and sisters in Christ. Uh, and, you know, so they had, this, they had this allotment of money set aside for a building fund. And uh, Pastor Bill said, I think that, you know, we need to use some of that money. For the community, yeah, and they they didn't uh, they they wanted to leave it in the bank for a building, oh. um, and so we transitioned through that again. You know, there 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 may have been some hard feelings in that, uh, but um, definitely um, we love those brothers and sisters that that eventually left Sunrise. We we went down, you know, to maybe ten or fifteen uh, members of the congregation. Um, and then Pastor Bill uh, felt led to relaunch Sunrise. Yeah. Uh, we talked to a couple sister churches and asked if they would come alongside us and help relaunch us. Oh, wow. 
Um, and so I thought, you know, we relaunched. We relaunched. Um, God gave another brother at the time the name um, and said, I think that we're supposed to call the church alive again. Uh, and so we rebranded, we renamed, uh, and, and we relaunched Alive Again Alliance. Um, and I thought my season uh, was over mm-hmm. at Alive Again. Um, there, there was like a new leadership team that was being put in place. Um, and, and Pastor Bill kind of had all, it, it appeared that he had all of um, the support that he needed yeah. to move forward his ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I told my wife... Um, I said, I think our assignment is over here. Mm-hmm. I think the word um, that was spoken that we needed to help Pastor Bill, uh, I think it came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that um, it's time it's time to go back and uh, just really ask God uh, what you would have for us. So she said, well, if that's what you think, let's pray about it. Um, and, and I'll end my testimony here um, about prophecy because, it's, it, again, um, we went to... We went to a church that I had grown up in for many years in the Toms River, New Jersey area. Um, and there was uh, the senior pastor, Pastor um, uh, Walter Healy, um, who was a mentor of mine for many years. Uh, he was kind of, he always spoke into my ministry life. Mm-hmm. So whenever I questioned, what am I supposed to be doing for God? Where am I supposed to be? I usually always found myself going back to this church. And, uh, and Pastor Healy speaking into my life. And I walked through the doors that Sunday morning. They have an 8.30 service and a 10 o'clock service. And um, Pastor Healy wasn't there. Hmm. And I, told, I, I turned and I looked to Serena. And I said, um, this can't be good. <laughs> and she said, why? And I said, Pastor Healy's not here. Yeah. So we went. We sat in the back row. And uh, they actually had a missionary speaking that Sunday morning. And she was speaking on, um, on you know, just her work in, in missions. And so it was getting close to the end of the service. And I said, well, we really didn't receive anything from God. I think it's time, I think it's time to go. Uh-huh. Um, and just as we were about to leave, uh, the missionary stopped dead to her sermon and her message. And she said, I, I don't know who this is for. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody in this room that this is for, but I'm going to speak it out. Uh, and and she went on to say, there's somebody in this room who believes their assignment is over. And you believe it's time to leave the current place that you're at um, and, uh, and go and work for God somewhere else. And she said, um, I want you to know God is, God is saying to you that your assignment is not over. Uh, and she drew scripture. Wow. And, and she said, um, and, and I'm sorry, I, I'm kind of off. Uh, right now, but there's this story in the Old Testament where uh, God uh, God had a man of God who um, who was going to uproot his family and was going to there was a, he had a prophecy about a famine, mm-hmm. a famine in the land, and and God said don't don't move your family, and uh, but he heard about this famine, mm-hmm. and so he picked up his family and he moved the family to Egypt. And the famine hit Egypt. Oh, man. And the land where he was in, um, it flourished. Wow. And so she said, uh, this, this, uh, this missionary said, you believe your assignment is over um, and you think that it's time to leave? 
But I want to caution you. Um, if you leave, you may be going to the place of famine. Uh, and so, so I looked at Serena and um, I said, uh, I said, I believe that God is speaking directly to us. Uh -huh. We left that service. Uh, at that time, Alive Again was having a, a 10 a.m. service. And uh, we, again, we were at the 8.30 service. Uh, we left that service and we went back to Alive Again's for its 10 a.m. service. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, again, if you want to learn more of the testimony, I'll share it some other time. But uh, for sake of time here, Alive Again went through um, some other difficult times um, where um, I just believe that as a servant of God, um, I had the ability to assist um, not only Pastor Bill, um, but... Uh, but the body of Alive Again Alliance. Wow, that's awesome. So these are, and so these experiences help a seasoned Christian like myself align it with Scripture, mm -hmm. bring it to the elders, and, and 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 really just pray on it. And so that's why we say, like, listen, I I, have, I don't have the answers to prophecy um, outside of my experiences in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we caution anybody, uh, bring these experiences that you may receive to somebody who has also received them yeah and then in humility and love we'll vet through them together mm -hmm. did that answer your question i know it was a long-winded answer sorry yeah no that's good i think you definitely clear you covered a lot there so <laughs> <laughs> no questions here no other questions well no. again i you know i i think that it's important that we try to write down like those eight um those eight vetting steps yeah. um in techniques, techniques in, in the somewhere in, in the youtube world uh, uh -huh. um so you can find those but I, I think that that's all we've really got to say about the prophet about prophecy i believe that the prophet is uh it's a gift that functions today yeah um that operates today um i think that you do need to just be slow to uh to speak mm -hmm. quick to listen uh when you either give a word of prophecy or when you receive one. Yeah. All right. Well, um, next week we're going to have another juicy topic, yeah, right? I so think we're so. Gonna, we're going to publish our podcast about aliens. All right. And UFOs. Yes. Um, so if you guys want to tune into that one, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be very good. Uh-huh. It's going to be very good. <laughs> but that about does it for today. So thank you guys so much for listening and watching. And we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.